Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Celebrating Joy podcast. I'm super excited because I have two really awesome people with me today, Lindsay and Trent Scholl, which is so crazy to say because they just recently got married, and I'm so excited for y'all to hear their story and for them to tell a little about themselves. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Hey, it's such a such a pleasure to be on with you. Thanks for having us. Of course. I'm really excited about this. Of course. Okay, so I'm going to talk about a little bit how I know these awesome people. So Lindsay and I actually met at camp a few years ago, and we went to Canacuck, and I actually knew absolutely no one. And Lindsay was the first person that I connected with, and we've been friends ever since. And I got to watch her and Trent over the summer just get to know each other and fall more for each other, and it was awesome. And she would take my phone and (laughs) get to talk with him. And then I got the honor to be in their wedding uh, last month. So it was such a joy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was in a season that I really needed you to be there. And it was at a time where I had never been away from Trent for any amount of time. And that was difficult, but sweet at the same time, being able to grow a relationship with you while I, you know, also had this relationship back at home was... Mm-hmm very very um it was great and it was just very good for my spiritual walk too yeah yeah and it was i'm very thankful for mary during that time because whatever her job was at the camp i can't remember what it was but she had her phone uh like in the middle she actually was a photographer and she had her phone like during the course of the camp so you know a couple times a week Lindsay would take her phone and I remember the first time I got a call from some Texas phone number and I live in South Carolina so I was like why is this Texas phone number calling me um only to answer it and see my then girlfriend now wife um on the other end of the phone and then you know Mary just came in super clutch letting uh Lindsay <laughs> use her phone have those conversations um while she was a couple hundred miles away so it was really cool yeah that was awesome and we're definitely in different states every single week. So it was really fun getting to see Lindsay get to talk to you. And then I would kind of talk to you just for a little bit, but it was really, really awesome. So tell us a little about who you are individually and then talk about y'all together and how y'all met. So I I will go first. Um, So my name is Trent. Uh, I am 21 i live or i i grew up born and raised in south carolina in columbia um i lived there up until the point i went to college where i met Lindsay. um went to liberty university uh, i grew up in a christian home two amazing parents love them to death very close with them uh, i'm the youngest of five siblings and uh kind of the baby of the family so it was kind of surreal you know to get married uh at 21 years old um, being the youngest of five siblings, um, we can definitely jump more into that later. But uh, yeah, I, I grew up in church. I loved going to church. Um, I was very involved with my youth group um, or kids ministry and the youth group growing up. Uh, I loved serving in the church. I loved being a leader to my peers and, um, you know, assisting pastoral staff and, and putting on different events for the kids um, and my peers. And uh, it was kind of a no-brainer to go to Liberty, which is, uh, I guess, some of the listeners probably go to Baylor, um, potentially. And, you know, Liberty is is pretty similar to Baylor, private Christian school, um, pretty large. And it was kind of a no-brainer for me. My older brother went there. 
Um, and it was the best decision of my life to, you know, move, you know, 250 miles away um, to go attend college because uh, it it was a wonderful time in my life. I met my wife there, um, got my college education there and met some really phenomenal people. And uh, that kind of leads us to my life right now. I'm on the other side of graduating college and married. So my name is Lindsay and I am 21 years old. I was born in Guatemala. Um, I was adopted when I was three months old and I was raised in South Carolina, only about an hour away from Trent, which was really, um, really cool in itself. I was raised in a Christian home. We went to church very often. My parents have been community group leaders my entire life. So I loved being able to watch them lead other people and just get to see their wisdom um, firsthand and just be able to grow my relationship with Christ from the way that they have walked in their faith. I decided to go to Liberty. It was a very difficult decision. I did not believe I was going to end up there. I ended up applying for many different schools. And honestly, I, I kind of wanted to go to Baylor, but I did it. And I think that <laughs> was probably the best decision. Um, but I had six schools in front of me and I could have picked any one of them. And I just had this feeling that Liberty was the place that I needed to go. And so I did. It was a very big leap of faith at a time that was very difficult. Um, we just had some hard family situations going on with my um, my brother. And so I decided to go. And like he said, I met my husband. I met some great friends, some great community. Um, and it was the best decision that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's really cool to see how your stories are similar but different and how the Lord brought y'all together. And so I want y'all to talk about a little bit about how y'all met because I know you met at Liberty, but people don't know all the details. So y'all can kind of share that a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to start again um, because I have some strong opinions on how we met and how things transpired. (laughs) Um, So I was very eager to just meet some new people, meet some new friends. Uh, I was very kind of on the gun about meeting as many new people as I could. Um, When I was a senior in high school, I'd lost like a ton of weight and I had like this really crazy new self-confidence, probably a little bit of arrogance as well. Um, And so that definitely carried over into my freshman year, which is when Lindsay and I met. And we had a pretty cool story of how we met. We actually lived on the same hall at Liberty, but we didn't really notice each other on the hall. Lindsay wasn't very active, like on our particular hall. She had friends on other halls that she would hang out with a good bit. Um, And so I just kind of off the cuff DM this guy on Instagram that I knew was at Liberty. And I said, hey, like, do you want to go grab dinner tonight? It was the first Sunday that we were there. I think we moved in Thursday. And yeah, it was Sunday. I had DM this guy. He said, yeah, sure. Like, absolutely. Let's grab dinner. So we went and grabbed dinner at the dining hall. And then he said he was going to some sort of prayer event after after dinner, a student-led prayer event with some people that lived on a different part of campus. And he invited me to come with him. And I did. And wouldn't you know it, Lindsay, everyone got paired up into groups in order to go pray around campus to pray for different things at different locations um, in groups of, I think it was like six or seven people. 
And Lindsay was the last person to turn around because she was looking for her friend Claire to pray with her and her group. And she turned around and found Claire and joined our group. And there was actually a picture that both of us took and posted on our Instagram of that first time that we met. Um, and then we kind of exchanged contact information and started a little bit of a conversation. Things just kind of went on from there. Things were very slow going. I think we were both a little bit nervous to enter into a relationship. Um, we definitely weren't shy to get to know each other or to communicate, but just shy to kind of take initial steps to like really like get to know each other. Um, there was some nervousness, I think, uh, on both of our sides, but definitely on Lindsay's side to pursue whatever this relationship was, whether it was just friendly or whether it was romantic. So she kind of ghosted me for two weeks. Uh, maybe it was a little bit longer than that. Just didn't really talk to me. And it kind of sucked because we lived on the same hall. I saw her pretty frequently. We had a couple of classes together and I thought, dang, I, I was just getting to know this girl. And, you know, I didn't know if I would end up dating her or, or what would happen because I had never dated anyone before. Um, but that kind of kind of stunk that, you know, she kind of just turned her back and, you know, pursued other things. But it, it was OK. I had made peace with it. Um <laughs> And then a couple weeks later, she kind of came running back on the scene and started to invite me to different things. And she was really eager to to have my time. Um, so it, it was really great. I, the, it was definitely reciprocated. Um, it took a little while for that reciprocation to happen because I, I got really nervous um, about the idea of dating someone, especially so soon into college. The rest is kind of history. We, we took a little while to get to know each other for the romantic feelings to kind of build up. And we told our families, I told my parents and she met my parents and I told all my siblings about what I was doing just to kind of get their support and their advice and their wisdom. Uh, so yeah, so we met in August and then November 13th, uh, the day after my 20th birthday or 20, no, the day after my 19th birthday, um, I asked her to uh, be my girlfriend. And then that is kind of the start of our relationship. So my perspective on that was... <laughs> I went into college having not really dated a ton of people, um, just kind of had got really close guy friends. That was pretty typical of me. And so I went in with a goal and my goal was I will not date this first semester. Absolutely not. I did not have that goal. <laughs> he did not have that goal, but I had that goal. And I decided that it was not going to happen. And I told all my friends and my parents and they're like, okay. So I went into this thinking, okay, this is going to be easy because in high school it was pretty simple. So why wouldn't it be simple in college? And like he said, we met at this prayer meeting. I was going to go see my friend there and I ended up joining her group and I met him, but I really didn't notice him until <laughs> later on um we were like she said like he said we were in that picture together but it wasn't until I went back to my dorm and started seeing him on my hall that I kind of realized that oh he lives on the same hall as me um we ended up spending a lot of time being in the common room and there was this one night where we were playing a lot of ping pong and that's that's the moment that I got scared because I realized that there was definitely a lot of potential with him. He was very sweet, very kind, and I was not very used to that. 
I was flirting so hard too. He apparently was flirting <laughs> very hard as well. Yeah. And I just thought, oh no, you know, the Lord, the Lord heard my plea to not date for the first semester. And lo and behold, there's a guy here who is actually kind and actually loving and, you know, seems to love the Lord from what I can even see now. And that was terrifying. And so, yes, I did intentionally cut him off for about two weeks. And during those two weeks, I mean, personally, I was fine, but I know he was in turmoil. Um, so very distressed. Yeah. <laughs> during that time, I just kind of thought, OK, well, I'm just going to continue to grow these relationships with, with girls and just stay away from guys and try to keep away. I mean, I would avoid him anytime I left my dorm. I'm like, how fast can I get to the elevator? Because I'm terrified. Um, and then it came to a day where I was having a hard day and I started to feel really bad about blowing him off. And so I asked him if he wanted to hang out one morning. And that next morning we went on a... I guess it was a date when we went to a pretty much like a cafe and I was thinking in my head the whole time please do not let me see anyone I know and lo and behold we saw the entire friend group that I had just made right <laughs> there and he was a trooper because I decided to join their day festivities which included thrifting and he stuck with me the entire day. And from that day, I knew, okay, this is something that, you know, I'm intentionally trying to get away from, but it seems like the Lord is putting him into my life again for a reason. And like you said, it progressed very slow. We ended up talking for about three months until we started dating. And during that time, there were, there were moments where we weren't quite sure if this was the right thing. We weren't quite sure if this is even what the Lord intended for our relationship to look like. And that was scary because I don't think at that point, either one of us was putting our full faith in what the Lord's plan was for our relationship. But once we did, it just kind of took off from there. And it it was very um, rewarding to be able to look back on and see that we we didn't have that peace and that clarity of what the Lord wanted until we went and asked him for mm -hmm. it. And that's the start of our relationship. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole process led to some really cool encounters. Um, you know, I was kind of really able to lean on the wisdom of my, of my siblings who were really important to me at that point, three of them had been married. One of them was in a very serious dating relationship. And so it kind of, it, it led me to, their kind of expertise um, and they kind of just joined in prayer around us, kind of both what we were praying for that the Lord's will be done and that, you know, he just give us the faith to make appropriate steps and to honor one another um, and to not dishonor him. And I think that season brought out so much faith, like it mandated so much faith because it was such un uncharted territory for the both of us. Um, and so the Lord definitely kind of had to, you know, push us down the road a little bit. Cause I don't think either one of us were really ready or equipped to, you know, get into this journey. Um, but he just kind of equipped us along the way and mm -hmm. we've just kind of seen his hand in it at every turn. So it's been really, really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Especially how you say like 
the Lord equipped you going along the way and also like how y'all both involved your community and your family. And so I kind of want you to touch on why is it so important to involve the Lord in every process and to involve like your family and your community, like in any season of life? Like, why is that so important? Inviting the Lord into our relationship was a big thing for me. It had gotten to a point where I had just uncovered that I was solely trusting in myself and my abilities and what I wanted for this relationship. And the only thing that I was seeing coming out of that was hurt and confusion, Mm -hmm. everything except for answers. And so there was a day that I went to spend time with the Lord by myself, where I had just fully given up this entire new relationship, whether it be a friendship or romantic And I had allowed it to become the Lord's relationship. And when I did that, I felt so much peace and so much clarity and what he was trying to do in my life and trying to get me to grow in, which is why it was super important to be able to involve him in our relationship and every aspect of it. But also for community, a lot of times with community, you are able to uncover things that you may not see in yourself or seeing another person. And so making sure that we were taking the right steps and seeing the things that we thought we saw in each other um, and ensuring that, you know, this was the person that was following what the Lord had put out for him and he was trusting in the Lord was incredibly important to me because without it, or if I was wrong about it, I think I would have become very hurt and it would have just been a very painful experience. And community for me, I think during this time was a lot of my friends. I was never really big with relationships. And so even bringing this up to friends, you know, it was it was new territory. It was new territory for my parents. But seeing them all support me and actually get to know this person that I cared about and get to love on this person that I cared about was extremely important because it validated everything that I thought was, you know, the Lord was putting in front of me. And it showed me that this, it was that extra protection, that extra step to know that this was something that the Lord intended for me to be able to have and to cherish. No, I totally agree. Um, The Lord definitely brought in a lot of community to surround us and to help us, especially when things got difficult. Um, One, the main thing I would have to say about that is if the God, if if God is not at the center of your relationship, then I would, number one, I would say you're really just missing out on a level of joy and intimacy, whether that be intimacy with you and a friend, whether that be intimacy with you and your spouse or you um, and, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Uh, you're missing out on a level of spiritual intimacy that you could have with one another, um, a deeper level of understanding, a deeper level of respect, um, a deeper call to humility, and a deeper call to respect and love one another. Because it just goes beyond yourself, and it goes beyond even the person that you love. Uh, because the person you love is going to disappoint you at some point, and the person you hold so dear in your heart, you know, has the potential within them and their fleshly nature. Um, in my flesh and in Lindsay's flesh, 
we have it within us to turn our back on the people that we love and to hurt them and to really scar them. And so if you don't have something greater than quote unquote, your love for each other that two people can have, if it doesn't go beyond that into a godly love, a love that goes beyond even our wildest conception, then you're really at risk of, of losing what you hold so dear because what the Lord really provides in any relationship is an extra level, a deeper way to forgive and a deeper way to understand. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've messed up and hurt Lindsay or she said something to me that, you know, had the potential to kind of knock the train off the tracks, but there was something deeper within us that kept us together. I think that is that just goes back to our desire to honor the Lord at every step, even in the midst of our mistakes, to admit them to each other and to community and to the Lord and to constantly go back to something that is bigger than her or bigger than me. And I think because of that, the Lord honored it and created longevity between the two of us. Um, and I think he's used our relationship to bless other people, to walk with other people. Um, he's used our story and the difficulties that we've gone through to minister to those that have gone after us and experienced the same kind of hurt and the same kind of difficulty. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've gone through something like very hard. And then literally two, three, four months later, someone very close to us goes through the exact same thing and we're able to minister to them through it. And um, I think if we didn't have the Lord at the center of our relationship, then we wouldn't have the wherewithal to number one, acknowledge that we both are sinners and we both screw up. Um, but we also probably wouldn't be able to forgive each other and we wouldn't be able to move on and um, have a grace for one another that goes beyond our flesh and uh, our physicalness. So. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And so true that God should be the center of your life in everything, not just relationships, but truly everything. And so you touched on it a little bit, but can y'all talk about a time that the Lord really tested y'all in your relationship and how you continue to seek him through that? The Lord has definitely tested us in a lot of fun ways. Um, we've, we've had to do a lot of healing and a lot of learning and a lot of forgiving. Um, but definitely the most difficult time that we walked through was about it was almost we had almost been dating for a year I think we'd been dating like 10 or 11 months or so and I was in quite an unhealthy place kind of a lonely place um and we were in a we were in a group of people that the situation just became very unhealthy as well on top of me being unhealthy the friend group itself was unhealthy it was very isolated. It was very, um, it was very difficult to kind of see beyond the walls of that. All that to say, kind of sparing some details that about 10 or 11 months in, we, we, I broke up with Lindsay. Um, I had kind of gotten to one of the lowest points of my life. I was mentally, emotionally, spiritually drained. I had, I had nothing left. I had nothing left to pour out. I had no more love left to give. Um, and I'd let myself really empty myself of everything that I had. And I just didn't have anything left in the tank to keep on going. And so I had to break up uh, with Lindsay at the time. Uh, There's probably a good alternative at some point in there, but I didn't really see a way out. So I knew I just needed to break in. The Lord provided the grace and the opportunity to um, to kind of go through that process. And, 
yeah, 10 or 11 months in, we broke up. The friend group that we were in kind of started to um, dismantle after that or pretty soon after. But it was really lonely and it was very difficult because the Lord was deaf. Not, I don't, I don't know if it was the Lord testing us, but it was the the hardest trial that we had in our relationship because when we broke up, it kind of felt like you you lost someone, like someone had kind of passed away, someone that you loved so much and you shared so much life with and you had so many connections with. Um, you just suddenly don't talk to them, you don't speak to them, and that was really difficult for me because Lindsay was such a good confident or she was such a good source of of trust and loyalty and she exemplified so many wonderful attributes that I kind of had taken for granted and I couldn't really see all the good that was there because of all of the all of the blindness that I was experiencing um, spiritually and relationally and we thankfully kind of reconnected a couple weeks later um, and we started the slow and uh, difficult process of trying to reconnect again, um, just to really have peace with each other more than anything, because we had shared so much heart and gone through so much life together. And when we started to connect, we again, just were praying the prayer that, Lord, this is your relationship at the end of the day. Um, we're not dating right now. Uh, that that time that we were in is now kind of behind us. Um we really just want to make peace with this situation, make peace with one another, make peace with you. And that was our prayer going through it. And it was, it was, a, it was one of those moments in your life where you kind of have to really hold on to the Lord, really cling, kind of white knuckle at his robe and, and really just let his, let his word and his spirit really guide you. Um, otherwise you won't have anything for anybody and life is, life would just be too difficult in that season. Um, and so luckily the Lord kind of brought us through that and taught us a lot of wonderful things about ourselves and our relationship. And he used our story once we got back together to strengthen our families and strengthen our relationships with each other's parents and um, with some outside community that we had kind of closed off for a little while. And then he used that story to minister to other couples that had just recently broken up. Um, I think there was three or four couples that had broken up um, that we were really close to not even, you know, not even four months down the road. There was, there's a lot of couples that had ended their relationship and Lindsay and I were able to use our experience and use what the Lord had taught us to really minister to them and to be a friend to them. So mm -hmm. definitely grateful for that difficult opportunity, uh, that trial. Um, really grateful that the Lord gave us the strength to walk through that. And um yeah, I think we were better for it, stronger for it. Going off of what Trent said, we went through a breakup. The days leading up to that were very difficult for me, and I didn't quite understand why. I just knew that the Lord was preparing my heart for something that was going to be difficult. And so there were a lot of different things that were happening those days prior to the breakup that were totally just a God thing because without it, I would not be who I am today. And I would not have the relationships that I have today. And so I think it's really cool that although the Lord tested us through this breakup, he also brought about some new friendships, some close community and total and full reliance on what he was doing. Mm -hmm. It was 
a point in which my life I've never felt more submitted to his plan and his will and relying on him with everything I have. And that was one of the biggest blessings and one of the difficult and one of the most difficult times that I've ever experienced. First off, that's awesome and just so cool to see um, that even something so hard in such a big trial with so much heartache hurt for such a season of like time, but then y'all came out of it and became a stronger couple. Even with y'all not even knowing if you're going to get back together, you're like, Lord, this is yours. Take it. Um, And so that's just super encouraging to hopefully everyone who's listening, but especially to me, it's just really cool to hear. And so I want to go into more detail about your community that was with you um, while this was going on and kind of the support system you had throughout this. My biggest support has always been my family, very close with my family and my siblings. Um, I remember the night, I think it was, it was, it was the night or the night after, um, yeah, it was a couple of days after I'd broken up with Lindsay, um, really heartbroken, really devastated. I felt like I did the right thing and the wrong thing at, at the same time. Um, and I was really kind of just frazzled and all over the place, but I called each of my siblings and, and asked for their kind of input and their support. Cause they had, they had seen Lindsay, they'd met Lindsay plenty of times. Um, you know, Lindsay had started to become very close with all of my siblings, um but kind of my biggest supporter and also the person that kind of snapped me back to reality um the hardest was my my brother Jake he is by far my best friend um best man in my wedding uh absolute stud I love him to death and I had my cousin's wedding I think it was a week or two after we'd broken up he was getting married down in South Carolina And I went home to go attend that wedding. And I flew down from Lynchburg, Virginia, down to Columbia, South Carolina. And my brother Jake picked me up from the airport. And I knew he was going to want to talk about this whole situation because we hadn't really talked about it up to that point. Um, I kind of I kind of messed up because during that whole situation, I had so much going on. I didn't take the time to really kind of explain the situation to him because he loved Lindsay, uh, loved her family. Uh, really thought of her as a little sister at that point. And so he was, he was kind of hurt that I didn't discuss this with him. But when he picked me up from the airport, he really just gave me a reality check and said, Trent, what are you doing? Like, why did you do this? Why did you not consult anybody else? Why did you get so consumed with all of these people around you and seek no outside community from people that know you best? And he really stepped up to the plate because I don't think I, I've had very many occasions in my life where someone has really kind of called me out mm-hmm. on something that wasn't a, it wasn't like a total moral failure on my part, but it was a, it was a situation that he kind of saw through, he saw through the lines and saw into my heart and really kind of knew what to call out. And so that that was a huge support system for me after he got done, you know, calling me out. We went and had a great time at the wedding and um, really, really enjoyed each other's company. Uh, and he was a he was a huge support system for me and really encouraged me and helped me whenever we were going through conversations again, as we started to think of the potential of entering the relationship another time. 
So my brother stepped up to the plate, really brought us closer together. Um, and also I had a couple other guy friends at Liberty that really kind of took me in. They got me out of my apartment where a lot of this situation was going down. Um, they took me, they took me out. They would take me out to dinner. They would encourage me. Um, they would pray for me, reach, reach scripture to me. They would go and drive with me at, you know, 11, 12, one o'clock at night, just to make sure I was okay. And that was a level of community that I prayed for. And I thought the friend group that we were in when things really fell apart, I thought that was what I prayed for. Mm -hmm. And looking retrospectively, it was that community that stepped up to the plate when I was at my lowest, mm -hmm. that the Lord had been building around me, but I had been blind to kind of see those relationships until they stepped up and came to me whenever I was in kind of those lowest points. Mm -hmm. um, and I know Lindsay has a lot of similar experiences. Um, so I'll let her kind of tell her deal. So my experiences during that day, oddly enough, I ended up being with um, his brother's wife, my now sister-in-law, Rachel. I was hanging out with her and I just had this feeling that something was wrong with Trent. And I was very right because that was the day that we broke up. But it was the fact that Rachel allowed me to come over and spend time with her and love on me, regardless of what the situation was. And the funny thing about it is that Trent dropped me off back at Rachel's after we broke up. And that's a difficult, that's a difficult circumstance to be in. I mean, she is now my sister-in-law, but at that time she was just a friend and she was Trent's brother's girlfriend. So that connection was definitely interesting. Um, but she was there for me the whole time. She loved on me. She cried with me. She allowed me to be in her presence, something that I, I definitely needed during that moment. You know, and then leaving that, like he said, there's a, definitely a bunch of other girls that were there, but the two other biggest ones that played a big impact um, in my community was my roommate from last year, Emily. She... And I had honestly not been very close up until that point. And then after the breakup, our relationship just increased times 100. And we were doing everything together. We were hanging out. She was crying with me. She was the source of community that I felt I needed in an army, but I only needed in that one person. And so that was just the coolest thing to be able to experience. And then the last person, this was really surprising to me, but also incredibly sweet, is this girl, Mackenzie, who Trent has known most of his life, and I became her friend through him. And it wasn't until that time that we had gotten to know each other, and she did not let me go as a friend. She did not let me do this alone because she was... Trent's friend first and said she was there for me every single step of the way, picking me up when I'd fallen down and loving on me and taking me out for outings and making sure that I was okay while also trying to, you know, encourage her friend from a distance, which was a very difficult spot to be in, but she just did it like a champ. And so those, you know, those three people were birthed out of a time that was one of the most painful experiences that I've ever been through. Mm -hmm. And I can say now that they have continued to be, you know, some of my best friends and some of the closest people and the people that I go to to talk about things and to experience life together and to rely on, which, you know, is 
a way that community has played a big role in this, what I would call a tragic event. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, it, it felt like a tragedy. It, it felt like the lowest point in my life. And I know I really kind of hurt Lindsay through that process. But if I had to go back and do it all over, I, I would say I would probably let it happen the way that it happened to not only reveal people in our lives that were willing to step up to the plate, but also, I mean, more importantly, just to see the faithfulness of the Lord play out in such a wonderful way. I knew stepping back into this relationship that it had the Lord's fingerprints all over it. Um, that's kind of been my mantra for, for Lindsay and I is a relationship that the Lord has had his hands in. And I, I can't think of a better depiction of honestly, the gospel, um, played out in real life, like in a relationship. Um, and you know, that's of no credit to myself and that's definitely no credit to, um, to, to my capabilities. And I don't think it's any credit to lens, but just the way the Lord really stepped in and kind of painted his, his story and, um, made something really beautiful come out of, of ashes. And, you know, as a result, I think other people have, have been encouraged. Um, and it's really just a blessing every day. Every time I think back to it, I just realize, gosh, I do not, I do not miss that time in my life. Um, when Lens doesn't do the dishes, I'm like, well, her not doing the dishes is better than, than not having her. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's just a good reminder to, um, just to stay faithful to the Lord, stay faithful to Lens, um, and just to keep fighting, keep fighting the good fight. So. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's just so how you were saying, Trent, like the Lord is so faithful and he placed all those people in your life when you needed them. And if you never went through the tragedy that you all went through, then those people probably wouldn't be in your life today. So it's really cool to see how God gave you those people. It was just, that's awesome. And also Definitely. really encouraging to see that God's going to remain faithful in times of trial and in times that are really good. And those people really stepped up and helped y'all. That's so awesome. So um, I wanted to ask y'all one more question, but you can tie it in these two questions together. So, cause I think I know some of your answers, but y'all have been married for a little over a month and it's been awesome to be a part of y'all's wedding, to watch y'all um, step into this new season. And so can you tell me both of y'all, how are you celebrating joy in this season of life? You can go first. I think, I think we are celebrating joy in the fact that we are just married. I mean, this was something that we were looking forward to and it was part of our dreams. And so being able to live out your dream is such a joy. And it was because of the Lord that we are able to experience this. But I think day in and day out, we are just able to be joyful about the little things. Um, marriage is great and beautiful and many different aspects, but being able to be there for each other and to be each other's partners, having committed that to each other, you know, at our church, it just makes it so much so much more joyful in life. I mean, there are going to be days that are good and there are going to be days that are bad, but ultimately I think our relationship does bring us a lot of joy. And so being able to 
wake up and spend time with each other and hang out, watch movies, clean up dishes, all of those things, you know, it's um, all those things just kind of bring joy in the most unexpected ways, which is cool. I would definitely have to agree. Um, joy in the little things has has been a, a big thing for me recently um, because when I used to think about my life, what I really wanted my life to become, um, what I was really passionate about when I was younger, um, you know, kind of middle school and high school and kind of developing my personality and my passions and goals and everything like that. I really just, I wanted number one to be a husband and number two to be a father. Um, still, still waiting on, you know, number two. Um, <laughs> and probably we'll be waiting on that one for a while. Um, but that one can wait now that number one's accomplished. Um, but you, you really learn, you learn so much when you step into marriage, you begin to realize how important it is to have something besides the two of you um, to lean on for support. Cause there's days where Lindsay gets upset with me and I'm upset with her, or there's days where we are just over the moon, excited to be in each other's company. Um, but while you're kind of riding that roller coaster, you need something to kind of keep you steady and something we can always go back to when the highs are high and when the lows are low is to come back together in prayer um, and come back together and kind of refocus ourselves. And I think I realized how important that is, how important it is to have that daily devotion, have that daily um, walk with the Lord, because it really does keep you steady. Otherwise, um, the lows of the day will bring you way low and the highs of the day will bring you way too high. Um, but having the Lord, it'll it'll keep you steady and consistent. And I think that is a very underrated way to be in life. Um I think people don't like to be consistent. People don't like to be um, steady and reliable. Um, they kind of like to develop these crazy personalities. But I found so much joy in the consistency and the reliability of just being with Lindsay and expecting that when I wake up, she's going to be there. Um, when we're going through a hard time that we can come together and pray with one another, no matter how difficult the situation gets. And that just makes me really joyful because I realized that whatever our relationship becomes and wherever it goes from here and however long we have left that the Lord is going to honor it. Um, and that there's always a reason to, you know, as, as you say, Mary and kind of your mantra to choose joy. Um, because no matter if you're, if you're single, you're dating, you're married, the Lord is, the Lord is your eternal joy and you don't need another person to be joyful because that other person isn't going to make you joyful. So you have to, um, you have to find that in the Lord and find it in the little things, um, and be consistent. So. Wow. Yeah. That's a good word from both of y'all. Well, Lindsay and Trent, I just can't thank you enough for just allowing me to have y'all on here and just y'all getting to share your story and your wisdom and just really impact impact others too. Like this is a story that is so orchestrated by the Lord and you get to use it. And I want to encourage y'all to continue to keep sharing your story. It's an encouragement to me. Um, and I know to so many other people that you have touched the lives of and hopefully the people that are listening that you are encouraged by them. And so I'm so thankful for y'all and I love y'all and I'm just so excited that I get to be a part of your journey. And so I can't thank y'all enough for coming on to this podcast.
Well, thank you for having us. It really has been, you know, a sweet time getting to talk to you and just dive into what our relationship has looked like and what it's continuing to look like in this marriage. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Um, when Lindsay asked, Lindsay came to me a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, Mary wants us on the podcast. I was like, Oh heck yeah. When, <laughs> when, when are we jumping on? Let's do it. Um, so no, we're really honored. Um, and, uh, you know, we just agree in prayer that this will reach people that need it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening and I will see y'all next time.